0: Ready Pop music changing lives. I'm joined with Satek. Hello everyone. Um, first of all, do you just want to say a bit about you?
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm a live act and producer. Um, do a lot of touring, touring around the, touring around the world. Really. Um, you know, signed to uh, R&S and uh, Carl Cox's awesome Soundwave. Yeah. Just uh, play play live
0: techno. Nice. And we're here for 909 days. so do you remember when you first heard a 909? Or at least knew it was a 909?
1: So I'm sure when I was growing up I heard it a lot and I didn't know about it. Um, but, you know, I was, you know, I, I got into house and techno really young and electronic music, so I was kind of aware of the 909 quite early on. I was, you know, into music production and stuff. So, um, so I think, yeah, I mean, it was probably when I first heard you know, an Acid House record or, you know, Detroit Techno record. And um,
0: looking back now, I, I, the machine is, what, 30 years or so old now? 40? Pushing 40, yeah. yeah I keep thinking it's... I keep, still think it's the 2000s. Um, but
1: what do you think its legacy for music is? I mean, I think it's, it's absolutely huge, you know. Um, you know, between the 808 and the 909... And the 303, of course. I think, you know, music as we know it just wouldn't wouldn't have happened. Um, you know, people say the 808 is kind of the hip-hop machine and the 909 is house and techno. But I think it, you know, it's more far-reaching than that. I think even if you turn the radio on now, you, you're, you know, if you listen to three or four songs, you're likely to hear at least one of the sounds from the you know, 909 in one of of those songs. It might not even
0: be the real 909, it might just be samples or...
1: Well, it probably is, you know. There's not many people using the real 909, you know. The the amount of samples out there, the amount of emulators, um, but they're all, you know, aiming to sound like the 909.
0: And um, how do you feel the sequencer itself has shaped music production overall?
1: I mean, I think, you know, again, um, it... It's the way that we work nowadays, you know, that is shaped the way that electronic music is programmed and, you know, people shift, you know, f- especially from 80s and 90s, um, before people could, you know, program everything on a computer. This was the way that you would program all electronic, all, all, all beats as well. I mean, because, you know, obviously you had different sequences for, you know, melodic instruments and stuff yeah. like that, but all beats and now... You know since there 's been that massive boom again in hardware it 's just as important today as it was was then, and you 've
0: had this machine on what a month or two from us now um,
1: has this been your first time playing one it well actually the first time playing one well, with uh, nine nine was when I popped into the ready pop studios last year and I had a little jam on it. That was the first time that um, yeah that I actually played on one so apart from that yeah has anything surprised
0: you I know you've spoke before about how nothing was sinking and now that's become your your master
1: clock I mean that didn't surprise me to be honest <laughs> you know it's an old machine um, so I wasn't expecting it to um, you know work exactly as it said it would and I, what I found really funny is in the manual it says um, a it put a MIDI cable into the MIDI in input and it will sync perfectly. They're, they're the actual <laughs> words in the manual and, and it never did that anyway. Yeah, so. Yeah. Um, so you've used the sounds
0: your whole musical career. What has been the biggest benefit of using the actual machine and what's been the downfall in comparison?
1: So, uh, you know, the actual machine has, you know, the, the layout of, you know, the knobs and stuff and having the, you know, the tune and, you know, the decay and all that kind of stuff laid out, um, it, it becomes an instrument in itself. And when you're using the emulations, you don't really get that. I mean, obviously on my hardware, you know, it's got knobs and faders on it, but, you know, they're not set in stone. So just being forced to work in the 909 way was pretty refreshing, I think.
0: Is that limitation... So you, you you're going to be performing a piece later at Turtle. Has that limitation
1: changed the way
0: you've written or performed? Or
1: well, I've always used a lot of hardware anyway, so you know I've I'm kind of used to limitation, and every bit of kit's got its own limitation. But obviously, this is you know quite an old bit of kit, so it's got a lot of limitations. So you know, one thing I would say is that you know all the other all the drums are really good, but the kick drum. You know, unprocessed is not strong enough for, for you know, techno nowadays, for example. Um, so, um, you know, I, I, I will be using the kick drum at points, but when I bring in one of my kick drums that I've designed, you can just hear there's a lot more kind of kick yeah. and oomph to it.
0: And um, you're going to be performing with your usual setup. Has it been difficult integrating this, or have you had to change things around, or
1: how, how is it working? So I really, really did not want to use a 909 as the master clock. <laughs> um, so I tried every other way of syncing it up to, um, you know, to, to my hardware uh, as the slave. Um, I had it... Uh, firstly, I just put a MIDI cable out of my 7, 7, 707 into the back of it. That didn't work. It just froze. And I was like, okay, let's try sync. So I borrowed that sync box from you, and it froze again. So... Um, I have. I am using it as a master clock. Fingers crossed, it will run smoothly. Um, I did have it running for about an hour as a master clock in my studio, and it didn't go out of sync. So, I think you'll be all right. Fingers crossed. I mean, what's the worst that can happen? And um, so now
0: uh, we we did a 303 event as well around the 303, and uh, Satech used the 303. What have you preferred? What I know you found some downfalls with the 303 as well, but overrule what's been your preference
1: I mean the, uh, they have you know there is no preference they work together you know um, you know the 303 does acid and this does drums you put them together and you've got acid house you've got acid techno you've got all those you know those 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 uh, you know, foundations of electronic music and the rave scene and everything that came afterwards. So, um, I don't have a favourite. Um, they're both sounds that I use a lot. I do use the 909 sounds more than the 303 sounds because you know I do use acid in my sets, but it's not pure acid. So you know, I use other synth- synthesizers as well. But most of my stuff, you will hear, you know, at least uh, one or two 909 drums in there.
0: Has the workaround been, other than it being the master clock, has the workaround been easier with the 909 than the 303?
1: Yeah, because the sequencer is just, you know, it's a little bit newer than the 303, so the sequencer just makes more sense. The sequencer on the 303 is mad. I mean, it's great. The reason that... Uh, you know, people came up with such creative stuff because they they didn't know what they were doing with it. (laughs) (laughs) So they're like putting, you know, the the way you program it means that, you know, happy accidents happen, whereas this is pretty precise. You know what you're doing. It's easy to to program. Um,
0: That's all the questions I have, but I do have a wireless mic, so I'd rather you guys be able to ask Satek a few questions. So Abby's got the wireless mic just there. If anyone has a question... There you go.
1: Now I'm just wondering if you're using it as the master clock, does that mean it it doesn't stop for your whole set? It doesn't stop. It can't stop. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it shouldn't stop. Whether it does or not, let right. uh, let's see. Okay, brave. <laughs> <laughs> what inspired you to get into music first? Like. Well, I mean, I was, yeah. I mean, I loved as a kid growing up. I absolutely loved music, you know. And I think for for me, you know, music was, um, yeah. I mean, I was a I was a kid that had the cassette, and I'd listen to the same track like ten times in a row, and all the hairs on the back of my neck would stick up. And then, um, you know, I was, you know, I was quite young when the rave scene, scene was kicking off. But my, my older my, my mates' older brothers, they were all going raving. They gave me these, you know, cassettes. And I'd listen to like these mixes, and I was like, "This is just mad! This music—it's so different from anything that's come before." Yeah, yeah. And I was quite geeky as well, so that you know that you know I was programming computers and stuff like that. So that idea that you could actually program music as, as okay, you, so you started programming computers before? Actually, yeah, I mean basic stuff. I mean, I was—I'm yeah, talking like I was eight. I was, you know, wow. we're talking about BBC Micro, yeah, so you yeah, know, I was yeah. working programming wow. BBC Basic, you know, that kind of stuff. Cool,
0: man. Can I follow on from that and say, has it always been electronic music?
1: I love all different kinds of music. You know, I love so much different music. But for me, um, my you know, I, electronic music is, it, it, I think uh, for for the time that I grew up, it was something that was really a big part of our generation. And, you know, um, going out clubbing in the 90s and stuff like that was, it was life-changing. And, and it, it felt, you know, it was music that we got that our parents didn't get you know and, and that that for me was you know at the time as a as a teenager or whatever was was really big and i think um and you know i love all different kinds of music but i get the same feeling off listening to a techno track on headphones as i do uh you know listening to a, an acoustic guitar track but also you know getting dan- you know dancing lost on the dance floor for hours uh, you know i love that as well <laughs> Any other questions? So I think it was my ninth or my 10th birthday. I got a TR505. Have you uh, still got it? Uh, no. Um, it, a lot has happened since then, but we won't go into <laughs> into those details.
0: Right, so Satek is now going to give us a little sneak peek of later. So feel free to come up and have a closer look because he'll be on stage at Turtle. So this is your chance to get a view as to what he's going to do. So yeah, take it away, Satek. Thank you very much. You've got me excited for Turtle now. So yeah, we, we've we got 30 more minutes here. If you guys just want to head over and play around some more, we're going to pack around, but you guys are free to uh, have a go. Um, thanks for this chat. It's been great. It's been fun. Um, I also want to thank the Biscuit Factory. They let us use this space. They're amazing. So yeah, thanks to the Biscuit Factory. And thanks for you guys coming along. Um, yeah, Turtle, 8 o'clock onwards till fairly late. Not late, late, but 11-ish, yeah, we'll try and push it, come, come join us for a party, we've got three acts on, it's going to be great, so yeah, thank you everyone, enjoy, thanks ATEC.